So before we get started tonight, I really want to talk about something near and dear to my heart. Uh, idle games. How many of you, by a show of hands on a podcast, play idle games? Yes, one, it's two, and I know Matt plays, even though he's got breathe in his hand. You used to have no. that tower game that uh, was an idle game. I, I know. I, well, I, I used to play them, but then I got bored <laughs> as hell, so I stopped playing them. Okay. I left Leaf Blower Revolution idle game on for the last three days. I know. I've seen it on Skype or uh, uh, Steam. Steam. Yeah. Okay. For the non-gamer, you're going to have to define this. So these are games where you can load them up. And you do some stuff in them, and then you get out of the game. You don't touch it for a little while, and when you come back, you've made, quote-unquote, progress. Okay. So you either get right. gold or points or experience or whatever, and you get to spend them in the game. And the best idle games, they say, you're idle, so you don't ever have to touch it. But they're lying because you leave the game online for three days straight uh, just to <laughs> let it do its thing. Granted, it's still idle. One of the best I've ever played is uh, one called Candy Box. It's browser-based. It's fantastic. It's got like lots of little tips and tricks. It literally starts off with like four words on the screen. And then uh, as you just let it sit there, you're like, what am I doing? Why am I on this website? And then this whole game game starts opening up before you. It's fantastic. Okay. All right. Yes, I have heard of those. I just didn't know what they were called. All right. Ah. Yeah, idle games, games that play yeah. themselves. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. So, but but that's the trick is they don't. Yeah. Oh, also okay. known as incremental games. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cookie clicker is another great one. Yeah, yeah, I just use some fancy words. Trimps. That's another one. I don't know that one. Okay, oh, so trimps what, will consume your life for the, a little bit. What is the draw on games that play themselves? Isn't the point? Make the numbers go Good higher. Question. Make. Small numbers, bigger numbers. It gives you that okay. feeling of progress with no effort, effort. or okay. minimal exactly. yeah. effort. Okay, I guess so, I can see that. Casey, you're right. Well, I did play the the tower game, and I got up to where I was doing like 1.85 to the 16th power damage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about power creep. I don't just, think Pathfinder's that bad. Just 16, that's it. Didn't get up to like... No. Some no. weird Greek alphabet letter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing alpha damage. Okay. <laughs> well, if you get a chance, you guys should check it out. I'll probably link some idle games this week on Discord just to share them and talk about them. I just think they're great. They're wonderful. All right, Matt, <laughs> what you got going on? Oh, well, we're doing Age of Heroes every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Daylight Savings Time on Twitch. And then on YouTube, and then as a podcast, which I'm catching up. By the time this releases, I think all of the episodes should be on podcast. We're just gonna, I'm just going to dump them. Going to do five a week for a while, but why? You know, if you want to binge them, go for it. There's 52 episodes. You can do a year's worth in a week or so. So, and who doesn't like to binge? Oh, I love binging. Yeah. Sit my I I'm weird with binging. I sometimes can't binge things. Like I can't like Lost the TV show. I love the element of thinking about what is going to happen next between the episodes. That was a show that was great to watch week to week because of all the speculation of what are they going to do? What's the twist? What's the turn? What's this intricate knowledge thing? Where binging takes that joy out of it. So this is the last episode. Well, that's a completely different situation. 
Uh, I mean, but when you're watching a show that's 10 years old, it's nice to just plow right through it. I guess. That's what I'm doing with Friends. I'm on, almost on season seven of Friends. So, funny, funny story. My wife refuses to watch the last season of Friends. What? So that in her mind, Friends has never ended. (laughs) I think I understand that. There's a couple of, there's like actually a couple of TV shows that I really enjoyed. And then we got to just like the last episode or, or two and I couldn't bring myself to finish it okay, because it was because I was <laughs> concerned that they would completely ruin the show by botching the ending. Mm. There's the cough with Game of Thrones. Yes, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I've, I've watched all of Friends at least three times and the last season is very satisfying. They leave yeah. it off. I mean, it's it's, it's you know, it's bittersweet because the show's ending, and if you've watched it since the beginning, everything's changed, blah, blah, blah. But they close it off pretty well, and you, you feel good about watching it. Yeah, it's a there's, happy time. There's something really special about shows that can stick the landing. Like, and yeah. just, they can leave it off with you, you know, kind of wishing there was more, but feeling satisfied with where it, where it stopped. And so, Friends anyway. had this uh, 2021 reunion thing, and it was... Weird because that is twenty years after the show ended, not began. Mm-hmm. It was a ten year. It was a ten year show, so the show started thirty years ago. So these people who you watch the show are pushing sixty in their sixties. It's just bizarre to yeah. see that, you know. And some of them look creepy. Yep. I saw something the other day that um, kind of pointed out that. The cast from Sex and the City is now the same age as the Golden Girls were when yep. they started yep. their show. Well, that just goes to show you the difference between being 50, 30 years ago and being 50 now. Because what's, what's yep. that yep. example? Yep. Uh, diabetes guy next to Ant-Man? I don't know names. Yeah, but that is, I think they were the same age. Each, and diabetes looks Paul like Rudd. he Paul Rudd. has diabetes. and. Has almost died, and Paul Rudd looks like he's thirty. So it's weird. Yep, yep. The Paul Rudd effect. Mm-hmm. Fifty. It's the new thirty. <laughs> I mean, he was what people's sexiest man alive last year. Was yeah. Wilford Brimley. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure was at eighty. <laughs> they accidentally put a picture of a walrus on the front instead of Wilford Brimley, but they got the. Point. I should think old Willie died, didn't he? Did he die a couple years ago? I thought you did. I think so. I don't know. If you put a walrus on a cover, I might think you were talking about Mythbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so we're playing a game tonight. Right. Oh, we right, are? Right. I thought we were we just are. talking the shit. We are. Uh, however, think about this. Next episode, we are going to talk about the best endings of a TV show. What is your number one favorite ending? Don't tell me now. You've got a whole week to think about it, and then we'll we'll figure that out later. But who would like to catch us up from last week? It is a long, drawn out synopsis. I'm sure. Do we have, do we have time? Do we? Have I think we can. Time? I think we can squeeze it in. Matt, you want to give give it to us? We killed four giants. Yep. And, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. You're right. <laughs> they were cloud giants. They were. They were. Uh, I don't even think they really said much, honestly. 
So yeah, you guys are at the top of this very long ramp, and what you guys hear as we kick in this week, you hear that click-clunk, click-clunk, click-clunk of the mace <laughs> rolling down the ramp. And the reason I keep pointing this out is a favorite story of mine of uh, somebody working at a theater, and they were moving a piano. And the rules in this theater are, is you can push the thing right up to this line, but after that line, it is union only hands. Nobody else can touch it other than union. If you're not union, get out. So they push it up to the line. There were only two union guys. So he's like, hey, hold on. I'm going to get some help. Don't push this piano. And to get to the loading dock, it's just like this ramp, just this long, slow spiral all the way down to the loading dock to put it onto the truck. So as <laughs> he's walking away from the piano, he just hears one guy go, shit, 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 <laughs> fuck! <laughs> and then silence. Pearly gates. For like 30 seconds. And then it's just boom of a piano shattering into a thousand pieces. Oh, no. Strings popping, wood cracking. And we're probably talking a grand piano, too. Oh, yeah. You're talking like $55,000, $100,000 piano. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like a very nice Yamaha or something. Uh, That makes me hurt inside. Since we're talking about plays, let's talk about the play, one of the greatest plays ever, which is very relevant to what we're doing tonight. Hamlet. She Kills Monsters. Yeah. That's going on right now. Yeah. That's a really cool play. They they adapted D&D characters and... I, how long is that running? Because I just want to go check that out, too. Uh, another week, I believe, from the time that we're actually hitting this yeah, recording. Right, right. Um, uh, it's a play actually written by one of my wife's best friends from college. He's also the guy that wrote uh, Raya and the Last Dragon for Disney that just came out mm-hmm. about a year ago, six months ago. Yeah. I liked that one. He's done really well for himself. She's really proud of him. Uh, We are hopefully going to be able to catch the show, but, you know, it's theater. Meh. That's cool. I like the premise. Community theaters all across the nation have fallen in love with She Kills Monsters because, yes, it attracts young people into see a show because it's about D&D, but there are a lot of other deeper issues that you can cover here, and he does a really great job with it. Check it out at your local theater if you can. just call me young? That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, baby. <laughs> clunk, clunk. Clunk, clunk. Clunk, clunk. As the mace rolls down the ramp. You guys are out of combat. You, you have this very wide ramp in front of you. You have no idea what's around the curved corner. What do you do? So first, is there anything worth taking off of these giants? Anything that'll help Sure. I don't know if any of you can actually carry any of this. They are all wearing a sahedron ring. Maybe we Do you should, think we need any more of yeah, these? Maybe just in case. Uh, maybe yeah, just we'll in case. Collect a few. <laughs> so. It'd be more like a necklace I mean, for us. I was gonna say, wouldn't these wouldn't those rings like fit on our necks? Yes. Or arms or thighs? Thigh ring, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it'd be more like a belt. Belt of the sahedron. Of course, size for giants but you have plus two full plate armor on each of them. And these are bigger than normal giants, too. Not 10 by 10, 15 by 15. And they're windy. Yeah. And that's it. They really don't have much on them at all. 
Okay. The morning stars are mundane. I've just I've decided and discovered that I like to at least look for um, disposable items or consumable consumable items. You know, scrolls, sure. potions, things like that. Those are always nice. But definitely going to be encountering that later. So keep me on track. You know what would be like, I think really entertaining is a game where you play a group of adventurers that are actually pretty low level, but they follow around high level adventurers and steal the loot that gets left behind. <laughs> I think uh, that'd be a great little short. Kind of like the the Navi yeah. days or something from Les Mis, where it's just like, we're not Wait, here to uh, do anything important. We're just looting the bodies. So. 8-Bit Theater. Do y'all know about 8-Bit Theater? No. Mm-hmm. Old, old, old web comic strip, and it was following the Final Fantasy characters, like Final Fantasy One or Final Fantasy Four, and it was basically the Heroes of Light. Except for it's not following the Heroes of Light; it's following these four people who <laughs> think they're the Heroes of Light, and they're doing something very similar. They are going in the wake of the actual heroes, cleaning right. up the battle and all that. Well, stuff. it sounds like that board game Munchkin a little bit, a little bit. You yeah, know, like you find this crazy stuff that's been left behind. I think we take the rings. I'll shove them in my bag of holding. Okay. Uh, yep, yep, they'll fit. Yeah. Just put all four of them in there. I guess we continue around. Right. Up. Show me where you move. And I'll take the lead. And I know I can't see Safi, but I'm, I don't know about Hadassah. Um, yeah, Hadassah will, will go invisible, but if you need her to go... You know, just wave if you need her to be uninvisible. <laughs> just wave. Yeah. So this spiral is going counterclockwise up and up and up, and you find yourself in a fairly large circular room. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of options for here. There are two doors that you see from here. One of them is farther around. It's almost at the end of a wall to where you could almost look if you went through this wall, you'd fall down to the ramp below you. You just came up and where you fought the giants. Uh, so there is a door over on that side. And then there's one a little bit closer to you as you are coming into the big circle. Is the center area just empty? empty. It's okay. empty. Yeah. Uh, probably at one point it had some sort of storage thing going on, but... So you, I just, you described a door here, which is basically the north edge of the map. Mm-hmm. And then I thought you said described there. So it's close to that wall is what I'm saying that okay. kind of wraps around to the south. But you have a door to the north and then basically a door to the west. Is the door to the north a double door? No, they're both the same size. <laughs> Matt's eyes got oh, real no, big. Oh, no. for a <laughs> I was actually going to ask the same question, so... Uh, unless uh, Invisible Safi or Invisible Hadassi stops him, Volantre's going to go on to the door on the left-hand side, the furthest door from the ramp. Hadassa will um, quietly remind you, remember, I do have gloves that will let me see through a door, but I can only do that once. So. As he's opening the door, <laughs> yeah, those words hit his ears. Away, <laughs> reaching oh. for the handle. Well, well, I mean, this is probably not the door to use it on. It being not a double door, but just saying. We'll use that on the next double. Yeah. As you open the door, you are looking into what is obviously a storage room. It's got dust mops. It's got 
actual mops and mop pails and mop buckets and it has a little sink in the corner that has a drain in the floor so you can fill it up with water i mean it's that type of room uh maybe some let's say like breaking bed hazmat gear even is in there and some other odds and ends that you would just shove in a closet somewhere it's a very large closet because this place is made for giants but the door swings open at a touch it's very light very easy even though it's a very large door but when you get to the other side you see in the corner kind of like form into existence this think obi-wan kenobi you're our only hope that kind of like hologram look very blue very see-through but it is a man with a giant jewel in the center of his forehead very clean cut with these like what you would imagine are beautiful robes if you saw more than just a blue translucent figure and then he points his finger at you and i'm going to need you to give me a fortitude save. you volantre okay 26 Fail. Mm. You are going to take an absolute shit ton of damage. Yeah, this is this is bad. What forty d six or something crazy like that? Or maybe not that much. The max is forty d six, and one hundred and thirty three points of damage. Wow. But the good news is that's more HP than my Eidolon can take. So th- I can transfer all of that <laughs> to the summoner. Yoop. Ouch. As that happens, Hadassah, mm-hmm. your falchion almost springs into your hand and you feel the urge to stab that figure. You're not sure why, but you feel this inner pull to make that happen. Roll initiatives. For Safi's reference, uh, Volantre's human form is very bloodied. All right. Ooh. All right. All right. You know, I know that no character can be good at everything, that you make trade-offs as you build the character and stuff, but... I am continually underwhelmed by Hadassah's initiative rolls. <laughs> <laughs> of course, but there's nothing I would is, trade for it, so I like all the other abilities that she's got, so. Is that the die roll or the bonus? No, the bonus is just, like, practically non-existent, so mostly it's whatever the die gives me. Isn't Safi's like one? Three. Okay. Safi's is better than Hadassah's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Hadassah, what is your initiative? It is 12. Belantre? 26. And Safi? 22. Well then, that was not a good roll for me at all which is great for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if he's going to be doling out like 130-odd points of damage like yeah. in a single hit, then yeah. Uh, Volantre, you're first with 26. I'm going to hold. Holding. Safi, you're next with 22. I waddle up. And can I touch Volantre's actual figure? Is that How does this work? Uh, the armor is basically, a, it's a it's treated like a temporary hit pool. So if you heal me, you heal it. Okay. Sorry, sorry if you heal, heal it, you heal me. 
I heal you for 150 points. <laughs> the creature, this blue figure of a man with a jewel in the center of his forehead, cocks an eyebrow and goes, Interesting. So, anything else, Safi? That's it for me. Hadassah, you're uh, next. Uh, can I move after that? Nope. Not the, nope. Never mind. Not in this edition. Go ahead. All right. Hadassah is going to, after a moment of grappling with the fact that her sword now seems to have a mind of its own, she's going to decide that it probably has a good idea in all this and go after the guy. So, so moving to the room. And Volantre will go after Hadassah. Moving into the room and in for the attack. First attack. Hits a 41. Uh, Yes. So you run in there. You take your sword and you stab this blue figure with your falchion, which is indeed a dominant weapon. Mm -hmm. You see pain come over this hologram's face as he makes eye contact with you and just stares you're Thessalonian and then he screams in pain and he's gone you're out of combat do I get to roll damage (laughs) nope you are now standing in a nearly empty storeroom Hadassah's kind of breathing hard and a little annoyed because she has a lot of pent up rage all of a sudden and nowhere to put it <laughs> is there any kind of like dais or anything that this image was on, or is it just out in the open? Give me an arcana check. Arcana. Anybody who's kind of looking at that space, which I imagine is all of you. Our <laughs> oh, twenty-six, nine, hmm, uh, twenty-one, nothing. 26 is the maximum that I can get. I rolled a nat 20 on an arcana roll. Oh, you rolled a natural 20 on it? But it's a skill check. It I know, matter. I know, but I want to give you this little bit of information. So since you rolled a natural 20, we're going to go with it. It is That spot feels thin. Like a portal feeling? Sort of. Says Volantre. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's a tear in the fabric of this dimension. And then it's gone. And it's just a normal space again. He recognized her as Thessalonian. Is there anything about him that Hadassah would recognize? I feel like Hadassah would recognize this guy. Okay. That Hadassah you recognize as the Rune Lord of Greed. It was uh, Karzug himself. She says, well, Karzug knows we're here. He hurts. So, uh, uh, 40 D6, if that was to roll max damage, how much is that? 240. Okay. That's most of us dead, isn't it? Uh, 240. Depends on whether or not I have temporary hit point. Okay. Um, oh, no, no, I'm dead. Never mind. It depends I'm on dead. whether or not Hadassah is raging. But to roll max damage on 40 D6 yeah. is near impossible. That I rolled slightly better than average on that. You probably have a better chance of winning the lottery, but it can happen. Shh, it can happen. Yeah. It can happen. So nothing else in this room. It's just a store closet. As far as you can tell, yes. Are you all ready to try the other doors? Yes. Are you ready to try the other door? 
I don't think that I, we should give him too much time to prepare for us. Although it may be a little late for that already. I feel fine. <laughs> I mean, you fully restored me, so... Yeah? Well, except for the damage my Eidolon took with the giants, but... I, you I can't, can't do anything that, about that. that. Nope. Alright, so... Same thing. This door. Hadassah going to open says, the handle. Before you open it, Hadassah says, would you like me to stand in front of the door this time? I think I'll be okay. I'll stand back here. She gives him a look, <laughs> but, you know, steps aside. Okay. Yep. Silver Your Lantern. sword hurts a lot more than my claws. Silver Lantern, do you open the door? I do. Excellent. You open the door, and what you are looking at is obviously a corridor. And it cur- the curve directly in front of you matches the curve of the ramp that you just came in from. But this area goes to the left or to the right. There are no visible doors from, the, from where you're standing when you just open it. And left goes behind that storage room that we were just in, right? Correct. I'll go ahead. I, I look to my right. Is Do I see anything like any people to my right, any giants or anything like uh, that? No, you just see where it's like the corridor definitely thins to only like 10 or 15 feet wide, and but it still seems to continue around to the right. Okay. Then I will probably continue to head to the left unless Safi or Hadassah point me in a different direction. Six of one, half dozen of the other, whichever way you want to go. Yeah. Okay. So, is there any magic anywhere? I have permanent. That's right, because you have that arcane yes, shite. Yeah. Um, so, sadly, this is one of those places where it just glows with magic, similar to the Rune Forge. Uh, you're overpowered by it almost. Right. Um, but nothing specific jumps out at you at this point. As we enter new spaces, Hadassah will pull her goggles of true seeing into place momentarily to kind of scout around and then push them back up on her head. Gotcha. Just remind me when you do it. That way, if there is somebody invisible following you or something to that effect, we can take care of it. All All right. right. As you go around this uh, block of marble to the left, you enter this mostly straight passageway where the walls are parallel to each other, and at the end of these parallel walls is a third wall, but in that wall is indeed a very large double door, and this door is extremely ornate. It's one of those like bathed in platinum and gold and inset with jewels and rubies and all in the shape of a sahedron rune. If I can see Hadassah and she's not invisible, I nudge her. She's um, she's invisible, but she's close enough that you can kind of sense that she's next to you. Okay. This is it. All right. You may want to take a look behind this one. All right. She wiggles her fingers a little bit and heads towards the door. Um, presses her gloved hands against the door and now can and with, puts the goggles in place. Uh, she can now see and hear whatever's on the other side of the door. How far into the other room? And how thick can the door be? Because we are dealing with giant doors. We are. Of true sight. I just thought about that. Let me double check. I should have shut up and not said anything. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. 
You had seven ones out of 40. That's ridiculous. You had more sixes than ones. No, seven sixes too. Is it? No. All right. Um, I'm seeing here through solid material no more oh. than five feet thick right. by placing both hands on the material once per day up to one minute. Um, it does not have like a distance. So presumably if the door were open and I could just see into it as if there were no okay. door there is probably the the way I would take it. But if you've got what a you read, see on the other side of this door is a the ornateness continues into this room. What would normally be a red rug leading up to a very ornate throne room. You can tell that that rug is made of multiple rubies embedded into the floor. There's gems embedded into eight, ten different columns. There's gold gleaming everywhere in this room. You see three extremely large giants that just like crackle with lightning and then sitting on this very ornate throne it's a good hundred and something feet away from you but you see a woman clad in absolute green full plate armor and she is resting stiff backed as if expecting somebody as if she is holding court over this entire room. She has a halberd in her left hand, not a halberd, but she has a weapon in her left hand and a shield in her right. A rancer? No, it's it's not even two, it's a one-handed weapon. Oh, okay, I just figured that had come up a couple of times, so. It will in another book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it uh, a medium-sized female or a giant? It's a normal-sized female. It is human, and it is a scimitar that she is holding. Ah. Okay. And it gleams with magic. Um, I'm assuming Hadassah has explained this to us very quietly. Yeah. Yep, as she's uh, looking through, she's like, I see this, I see this. Volantre casts a, cast a spell. Um, he's casting Rejuvenate Eidolon to heal his Eidolon. And I rolled 5d10 plus 16, did the greater rejuvenate, and I got 33 hit points back for the Eidolon. Anything else you all want to do? Are we going in? Do we want to see what else is around before we try to go through these doors? <laughs> We're going to have to go through them eventually. I don't mind going in. I just, just, just check. If we don't go now, there's always the chance they come behind us. Okay. As you are discussing what you want to do you hear somebody almost pop into existence behind you and he casts another spell roll initiatives Karzu's an asshole Uh (laughs) initiative shit let me find the right mount alright alright you rolled what my initiative is after my plus. <laughs> okay. Do any of you have less than three hit dice? What? What? what do you <laughs> <laughs> Just have to check. Less than three? Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, Clive. Sorry, I'm yes. a summoner. I only have three hit die. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. No, I have four. It's 3D 100, so... All of you give me a 
fortitude saving throw. This is not the right character for this area. I'm rolling rocks while we fight the rune lords. <laughs> uh, Volantre. 24? 24 is going to be a failure. You will take four points of constitution damage. Safi, what is your roll? 39. That is a success. You will take one point of constitution damage. Hadassah. 30. Ooh, this is going to be close. That was not a great roll for her on fortitude. That is a success. You will take one point of constitution damage. Now, what are what is Hadassah is the only one who can really do anything. What is your initiative roll, Hadassah? Nineteen. Okay. I'm gonna roll for Mr. Karzu here. You get to go first. You how far away are you? Um where is he? Oh, you don't see him because I like to hide them. He is right there. He is basically, had he popped into existence right when you came through the door, he'd been almost right in front of you. Oh, okay, I see. But as it is, you're a pretty good ways away. That's true. I can get to him. You can? Give me a fortitude save first. Another one? Yes. 28. That is a failure. You will take one point of constitution damage. And now you can take your turn. Okay. Alrighty. Um, she is going to use a spell. The, she's going to use the Cheetah Sprint spell. Oh, yeah. Get this face and tear it off. And, yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> so she's going to essentially bamf across the room and charge him. And as you get close, he whispers to you, this won't last long. Soon you will be mine. Fat chance. You stab. Well, actually, you do have to succeed at an attack roll. Oh, damage isn't as bad. Okay, okay. Correct. Yeah. She hits a 38. That'll hit. And he disappears, screaming in pain when you do. Now, Safi and Volantre. No. Ah. <laughs> he just, he's gone. The blue hologram disappears. Safi, Volantre, it is your turns. And I'm going to assume you move out of the cloud, but uh, on your turn, you will need to give me a fortitude Roger. saving throw. There was a cloud? Yes. Do you see the pink on the map? Yeah, I see the pink on the, the map. Yeah. I just didn't. Ooh, I didn't God. hear you say anything about a cloud. 23. 23, you fail, but you only take one point of constitution damage. And Volantre? That's enough. 30? Is a success. You also take one point of constitution damage. Another damage? I do get out of that fucking cloud. (laughs) And it sits there for a very, very long time. Uh, More than three rounds? Yeah. I mean, we can. I'm gonna cast a spell. How'd you guess? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you move out. You still got a a move left. What do you want to do? Well, I'm gonna start casting a spell then. Okay. If you're waiting for the cloud to go away and you're not going to dispel it, it is going to take 20 minutes to go away. 
can't wait to fight this guy. I just so. need three rounds for the spell I'm casting, okay. so after that, I can make a decision. All right, so three rounds go by. Nothing's happened. We could go the other way down the hall till that clears. Is it moving? I, it rolls. It is moving away, but there's a okay. door at the end, and it doesn't go through the door. It just kind of sits us, there. So. No, yeah. it's moving away from where he cast it. Two of that con damage just healed. Okay, very good. So what do you guys do? You got a ways to go until that cloud's gone. I think I'm going to heal myself. I'm going to do the same as well. I'm going to cast oh. the same spell again. Um, yeah, I'm, I, well, I have it once, but Hadassah, how are you feeling? I, how many points are you down? <laughs> She's like, I'll be fine. You take care of you. Okay. I'm going to cast Lesser Restoration on myself. As long as you're alive, the rest of us will make it. Oh, that's very true. That's essentially what I'm casting. It's just lesser restoration for Eidolons. I only heal one, but that takes it down to one damage, so it effectively gets rid of any kind of negative effect. And that has no material component to cast. Purple At least smack. mine doesn't. Yeah. So I was able to heal two for the first, three for the second, which is the full amount. Yeah, Constitution's one of the places that I stacked her ability points, so... I don't think I like this guy. Do I... It's been at least six rounds. Do I sense that same thinness where that visage was? If you're not right on top of it, when he disappears, you don't sense it. Okay. And the cloud's not going away, so yeah, I'm kind of with Hadassah on going to the other side. Okay, that wall to your left curves around. You're now going in more of a clockwise motion, and you're going to be headed south pretty quickly. The corridor itself is about 10 feet wide, but it immediately opens up and creates this arc with a solid wall to your right. Um, before we go too far, Hadassah is going to stop Belantre, and she's going to pull off the Ring of Invisibility and hand it to him. If you're going to be going ahead and doing reconnaissance, you need to take this. She says, besides, and she pops the goggles into place. I'm the one that can see the invisible people. Is there any attunement for magical items like that? No, not the rings. No, not five. Then he goes ahead and takes the ring, slips it on, and immediately goes invisible. And this curved wall heads south from where you're at for a ways and then kind of tucked into a little bit of a corner is another very large double door but this is just a normal looking double door well I mean the first door we opened was the storage closet so that doesn't necessarily mean it's a safe room hey Hadassah how, how barfy are you like, how bad you con oh um she's down two points oh once she's raging, that will not be as big a deal. Hadassah, mm-hmm. can you look through this door as well? I can't. It's only once a day. Then I kick open the door, Munchkin style. <laughs> kick open the door and loot the room. You burst through the door, and you are looking at an empty space. There are two doors ahead of you, and then the room seems to open up to your left. So two doors, and then the room opens up to the left. Yeah. I'm going to check out that area to the left that it opens up. 
There's a car zoo in every fucking room. We're dead. <laughs> no, we're fine. We, just, we, we do good. We're going to use all of our spell slots just recuperating from every single one of his attacks. <laughs> I hate curves in roll 20. I, I, can, I can officially say that right now. Mm-hmm. This is where um, the dynamic lighting would have came in really, really handy, yeah. but would have taken you like three days to even map out the map for oh, it. Because yeah. again, curves suck in roll 20. You can do the dynamic instead of squares if you make it easier. So you go through the door. You see what look to be two smaller rooms directly in front of you. There are two doors. To your left are two separate corridors. One, they both head north. But one is kind of to the west and one is to the east with this uh, spacer in the middle. And you hear somebody grumble, grumble, grumble. Who goes there? What was that noise? Roll initiatives. You don't see anybody, but you hear them. Rocks. Hey. This, this is, is Hadassah invisible? Like, Hadassah, that's the other thing is. Hadassah is not invisible but she will Can, stay kind of behind that corner for a moment. If you use the ring of invisibility and you take it off, do you lose the invisibility? I would, I would say, say so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because you're activating the ring, not a spell. Okay. Okay. I was trying to think of a cheat code here. We can keep passing the ring back and forth. <laughs> hey, if it's in the rules, I will exploit it. Yeah, Matt, you're rolling really good today. I am really great. Don't say that. I said that last week. I, but my rolls are, are <laughs> kind of useless. <laughs> like I can I can roll a natural twenty on initiative. It doesn't matter. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. As soon as we said that last week, all of my attacks went from just like hit, 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 hit to one hit, three misses. One hit, three misses. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you're fighting enemies with a seas as high as ours are. You know, I do sometimes wonder how it would be if I stuck with Vanek. I think we'd be dead right now. Really? Yeah, because like I'm healing so many hit points. Yeah, you are. You yeah. know, like Vanek was kind of a glass cannon; he could do a lot of damage. But you guys, like, you just got disintegrated for 140 points of damage. How many potions do you have of heal? I mean, like, how do we take care of that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and like, for example, I can't heal myself. I can only heal my idol. Yeah. Like I've so when I take damage, damage, I am screwed. Yeah. I mean, I've got a wand of cure moderate, but given how much damage this character can absorb, I mean, she'd go straight through that. Yeah. I have two cure moderate potions. I have two cure light wands. Yeah. So I could have just used 50 charges and healed you up 133. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I might, I'm not even guaranteed to get that far. Could you imagine having to roll that? <sighs> yeah. And with this character, I mean... You ask her how she is, and she's like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And by the time she's like, you know what, I'm really not fine anymore, it's like, it's time for the big healed spells at that point. So. Yeah, you're holding your guts in your hand, yeah. one hand, sword in the other. Yeah. I mean, Volantre, I mean, the summoner portion of him was down to less than 50 hit points by that attack. I think I was less than, uh, around 30-ish. It's ugly. All right, give me some initiatives. Let's start with Volantre. Uh, 26. Safi. 18. That's a good roll. Yeah, I know. Hadassah. 
22. That's as high as it gets. Damn. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, Talk right. about rolling some rocks. And you're going to horribly. She's rolling. Say that. Yeah. She's rolling horribly. Yeah, it's yeah. pitiful. Pitiful. Coises. Yeah. Coises, I say. So you hear somebody, something, grumble, 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 go check that out. What was that noise? And then coming from those two corridors that I described, you see your good pals, the cloud giants that you fought before, except these are different ones. Still lovingly named number three and number one, but you know what these guys are like. But somebody, something, told them to go and check you out and as they come out of the corridor you see them they see you everybody is on the same footing actually they don't even see you do they no because they come out they can't see invisibility all three of you are invisible nope Hadassah uh, is not but she's hiding around the corner she's hiding so they they come out and they kind of turn around hey boss we don't see nothing over there it's empty. I mean, the door's open, but there's nothing here. <laughs> what do you do? We're going to go in initiative orders. Volantre, you're invisible. They don't see you. You see them. What do you do? This is I'll technically a surprise round. Oh, so... Surprise round means we get one action, correct? Well... Here's the thing. They haven't seen you yet, so you are still undetected, so you're not actually in combat. When you attack, or if you're able to sneak up on them, that is that is the surprise round. Okay. These are obviously the same kind of giants? Yes. Okay. And do I, can I see beyond them, past the corridor? Like, do I see anything yeah. behind them? Not yet. It's just empty corridor behind them, as far as you so, can tell. It is just two giants who are responding to a voice that is, I'm going to say, that we do not recognize. It doesn't sound like Karzug. It does not sound like Karzug. Okay. And it does not appear to be, there does not appear to be any additional giants behind them coming down this hallway. You don't see them. Okay. I am going to immediately charge and pounce number one. Full-on power attack with all of my bells and whistles added, starting with the unicorn horn, which is going to be a 38 to hit. That'll hit. They're considered flat-footed right now, too. Okay, that is 27 points of damage. Ooh, they have a lot of hit points, or a lot of AZ, just for being flat-footed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Yeah. You said 27 points of damage? That is correct. Okay. Claw number one. Oh, I wish it was one more higher. 19 on the die. So that's a uh, 41. Yep, still hit. That's 29 points of damage. All right. Claw number two is an 11 on the die, so that's 33. That's a miss. That's what I thought. Hmm. Missed the wren, too. Yep. What about a 12 on the die? A 34. Miss. Okay. So, unseen. Volantri doesn't even take the time to, like, set up an attack. He just sees giant. He kills giant. And he charges, pounces, rake, rake, claw, bite, gore, 
all the other fun things. Both of these giants are like, ah, what the fuck? And then we roll initiatives. Again? Are we keeping the same initiative? or? Yeah, we are going to keep the same, but this is okay. where you roll initiatives. You're officially gotcha. in combat. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, they don't like, see don't Safi know. or Hadassah, <laughs> so I'm going to give you both a surprise round action. And as a surprise round, you can move or you can do a standard action, but you can't do both. You can charge, but you can only move at half the normal distance you would be able to charge. Just don't a normal move. move. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. <laughs> And you can go whoever wants to go first. Is Safi, I'll go first. Is Safi telling Hadassah not to move? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Don't move, don't move. Um, uh, touch, rage. Yeah, she's gone into a rage and her eyes have kind of blacked out and the runes are glowing, but she pauses like just as she was about to start charging and kind of looks at Safi and tilts her head. But she waits. Oh. No, go ahead, move. I have to be. I have to touch you. So, you go ahead. You go. Go have fun. Okay. So I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold. All right. So I can charge. You can, but you can only move your normal movement speed. All right. But because you're behind the wall, you can't actually charge the enemy. Yeah, you're kind of at a bad because you got to go in a straight line. Uh, yeah, you're right. There's a little corner there. Unless you consider it corner to corner. Corner to corner, we're okay. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a stretch, <laughs> yeah. and I yes. and she can't cover that whole distance. I don't think. Otherwise, they would well, have seen her when they came around the corner too. Yeah, I mean, archers could shoot that shot. Let's see. Let's just go with that. I'm just being, I'm being a dick. Man, but the problem archers can with the character to who is most effective up close is that you gotta get up close first. <laughs> Get your speed up. I know, right? Oh, Volantra, you've charged forward. So you can see down this corridor that is on the eastern side. Yeah. And yes, you see multiple giants from this vantage point. Can I scream out? There's more. <laughs> uh, in fact, the giant that you hit said, Boss, I see him now. <laughs> it's those guys the Karzu warned us about. Is that a twenty foot by twenty foot? Mm-hmm. That is not. Okay. That is not a mistake. That is. Um, I mean, uh, would I have oh, seen that before crap. I actually gored him and swiped at him? You said you charged. You did a pounce. Otherwise, so no. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't think you'd seen that one either. Bad. I know. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'm saying if I had seen it's that, a I might not have. Samurai or something. Okay, I'm gonna try something new and hopefully I can do it. Okay, she's going to move just that far, which is not does not take up all of her movement. Um, I've got a spell I'd like to try that I haven't gotten. Surprise chance. round. Can't can't do that. So you can either move or standard action. Oh, logistics. Alright. Well, I don't You rolled really well, so you may want to position yourself because you might still go before them. Okay. She is going to just position herself. Yeah, maybe it's not. You don't know. All right. Well, you know what? I'm just going to position her right there. Like, okay, that's it. She's just right. uh, She's just about 25 feet from number three there. Okay, so you moved around the corner, exposing yourself. You're not invisible, so they can mm -mm. see you. 
but you moved into a position that is advantageous for your next round. Safi, now that she has moved, do you want to do something for your surprise round? Yeah, I'd like to move. Okay. Uh, see how far I can go. And you are invisible, and they didn't seem to react to Volantre when they could see him. Or should have I been able. I take a single move. I will just move 40 feet east. Going to be in the middle of everything. Directly into the line. So when I cast this AoE spell, you're right in the middle of it. Fan. I will, I will take part of it. Now we are on to round uno. Volantre, you rolled highest. You pounced. You clawed, bite, gored, all that fun stuff. It's your turn. I cast a spell. I take my attack of opportunity. I am going to cast defensively for this spell. You didn't say defensively. <laughs> okay, well, if you want to do that, that's fine. <laughs> Roll. It is verbal somatic. There is no component involved. Okay. Roll your defensive. Cast defensively. It is. Um, <laughs> if I meet the DC, you, is that, that okay? is okay. You want I rolled to a hit three on number. the dice, and you it do is not plus have to beat that number. You have to meet it. It's plus twenty four against a DC of twenty seven. I rolled a three. <laughs> I'm casting incendiary cloud. Uh, okay. Right in front of me. And so that it envelopes myself, the giant in front of me. It's a 20 foot by 20. It's a 20 foot radius cloud and it's 20 feet high. It's just like that cloud kill from earlier. Yeah. Um, I can cast it anywhere from 100 feet away from me. I'm going to make it where I am on the edge of it, but I am inside of the cloud and preferably down the hallway. Exactly. That's exactly the way I want it. Um, Well described. The white hot embers within the cloud deal 66 points of fire damage to everything within the cloud on my turn each round. They can make a reflex save. The reflex is DC of 24. If they save, it is half. And each round, it's going to move away from me 10 feet per round. Oh, it's like a fiery uh, cloud kill. Yep. It's exactly it's exactly what it is. So it's your turn. You cast it. He has to make a reflex save. Is that what you said? Reflex, the DC 24. Fail. Okay. Is that right? 66, yeah. Uh, 11 points of damage. Fire. However, the cloud obscures all sight. Interesting. Okay, anything else? That was one action for my... That's it. That's it. I'm actually going to stay right there because I'm fairly certain his range is going to... Wait, with it being obscured, will he be able to take an attack of opportunity if I move out? If you do a... Typically speak in this... Typically with this type of cloud, five feet is where you can see. That's what I thought. Okay. So if you're moving away, then he should be able to get that attack as you're moving out. Obviously, but if you if do I a five foot step, a it, five foot step. Yeah, but I'm then okay. he, but then on his turn, he'd have to move towards you before he could see you. Correct. Okay. I'll just take a five foot step so that I'm half in the cloud, half not in the cloud. Excellent. Anything else? That is it. So the cloud is twenty feet high. Correct. Number two. It is his turn. He's down the corridor from you, Volantre. You see him fly up and over and land behind you. I just see him land behind me. 
Probably. <laughs> but he goes over the cloud. But I'm that's going to be at least a double move. Hadassah, it's your turn. Well, um, since we've now got two of them on the field without anybody attacking them, I'm going to go after the one that just um, came around behind Volantre. I know he's not... Is he flanking Volantre from that distance? God, I hope that's 15 feet. <laughs> yeah, I was going to uh, say, like... They, I don't they have that much possible. reach. He can hit Volantre. If that incendiary cloud wasn't there, we would be talking about flanking, yes. But I think with the cloud, the other guy can't see him to threaten. Okay. So therefore, no. Okay. Before that cloud dissipates then, Hadassah is going to lay into number two there. So, let's see. That helped me a little bit with um, action economy. Can she get a full attack on him if she goes in at him from this distance? No. Okay. You have to be next to somebody to do a full attack. Okay. So, whatever I do needs to be a good one. Got it. All right. Charge. Charge is good. Yeah, charge is good. We'll go with that. All right. That is a 15 on the die. So, let's see. That makes that a 49 to hit. <laughs> <laughs> I turned. Yeah. Yes, that that will hit. <laughs> All right, and so that's an now you can roll damage. Uh, that's an automatic critical unless he is immune. Oh, God. oh yeah, they're not bright, oh, shiny good. new ability. Yeah, God, this ability is brutal. A crit machine. All right, all right, that's going to be eighty-one points of damage. Alrighty Uh, That's a chunk That's a chunk of damage He says ow And giant And he says a few other words (laughs) A few choice words Yeah I'm pretty sure he insulted your entire lineage It is now Number three's turn Who is the one in the western corridor And they are going to step up just a little bit here. And they're going to attack Hadassah. And they are flanking. So you are now flanked. Okay. So I can get my sneak attack damage off with these guys. Well, just so you're aware, she is um, in a... Unflankable. Well, she's in a rage, which means that should you... um, hit her AC, you will also have to roll against displacement, because she's got remember that. Remember that. Excellent. You remembered this time. Look at that. See what happens when you actually do a little bit of combat at this level? And <sighs> I mean, it, remember it takes these. a while, but, but it I'm... It does. Oh, my goodness. They are going to power attack. They're feeling confident against these little people. Okay. Oh, wow. 39. Ah. Uh. You just hit me. All right, so now right, I have to roll against. <laughs> I'm going to break out the big dice for this one. 82. High is always a success for me, right. unless I call it differently. So That's 51 right. and higher would have hit, so he actually makes contact. All right. 
So this is going to be a chunk of Hadassah's hit points. Especially with that damn roll. Jesus. 48 points of damage. Alright. Wow. Okay. Uh, he's not close enough, so he can't use cleave. It's already he's already moved, so it's not a full attack. That means we are on to the next person in the list. Who's it gonna be? Safi, you're up. I will take a five-foot step and give her bane to giants. Ooh. And I'm done. And now it's number one's turn, screaming in pain as these sparks and embers burn through his very light, fluffy skin. He steps out of the incendiary stuff, kind of just like feeling along the wall as he moves out of it. And once he's out, he turns around and unleashes holy terror on Volantre. With the blindedness or whatever, the fact that he was nearly blinded by all this incendiary cloud, he's not going to power attack. He is, however, going to roll a one. Yay. Oh, no. oh that's good. That's yay. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Every time I hear a one, I'm, yay. oh, no, but never mind. It's that's going to be a 40 to hit. One? With a one? <laughs> well, no, no. I'm confirming the critical fail. Oh. It's a critical fail. A 40 would miss. I thought so. Plus 39 to hit. Oh, yeah, I know. Dead. We were, we're all dead. like, we're wait, dead. what? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. I was going to say, that's better than Hadass's best hit. They still have like... Case. Still, that's because I did not charge. They still have like a plus 28 to hit. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I pulled a couple of critical fails earlier for the guys on the ramp because they were easy and I, they made me laugh. <laughs> okay. What is going to happen to this giant? can't be anything too big but I'm up for suggestions from anybody the floor is open oh so we're not pulling a fan critical fail do we have some that we could use because I'd love to give me two minutes and I will check you can have two minutes I'll give you two minutes I'll give you 60 seconds I have a ranged critical fail two minutes is too long take 120 seconds there's that the dire bear that we've had that's been great that was a fun one yeah Dire Bear's not going to show up here, though. Oh, okay. Nick and Rava. Oh, yeah. You know, they were great with the other crit. Uh Uh-huh. They have a critical fail for any attack. Now, we might have to change some of the wording of this because um, it, it does say, you recently visited one of the several friendly locations of the Cat's Meow. And I don't know if these giants would have visited it. They would not. Um, The critical fail's name is Got It From The Toilet Seat. (laughs) I mean, they are living together within this very separated area, and they're all very greedy types of things. So regardless of who you are, how you got there, and what you did or didn't, you recently visited one of the several friendly locations of the cat's meow. Surely that's where the subaquart equatorial rash came from. (laughs) Take 1d4 of charisma damage immediately, and for 1d4 subsequent days as the itch takes hold, making you a little less savory. A little bluff check to convince the world you're clean suppresses the damage until the next day. Just as once, you're also going to take negative penalty 
on all attack rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks, a la the itching curse. <laughs> Unless you spend an entire move action scratching that itch. Oh my goodness. What's so the negative? 1d4. Roll it. It was an attack on you. I'm going to have you roll the d4 I will damage. roll it in roll 20. All right. So he attacked and suddenly got crotch right. Yes. <laughs> it just popped it right up. took effect in the middle of this, and he just starts, like, you get pretty furiously scratching. The, the, the brimstone and fire from the incendiary yeah. cloud just kind of flared something up. when you fight, too. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a two. So he will be taking a minus two on all attacks, unless for that round he spends it scratching, and then... He can do a normal attack. Not just attacks. Attacks, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. Jeez. Great work. Thank you, Nick and Reva. That was... Reva. Reva, thank you very much. (laughs) That was a good one. That was great. Although I think it would have been better on a player just because of the long-lasting effects. Still a great critical fail. Then you can't see him in the back. That doesn't look fun. What is that? Oh, you didn't. You hadn't seen uh-uh. that. In the I back? just, I like, I just <laughs> adjusted it down a little bit so that I could see the whole corridor. Yeah. But oh my! Yeah, yeah, that's that twenty foot by twenty foot giant samurai thing. Yeah, that, yeah. That's why I threw up the cloud kill because if I had seen that when I was charging, I might not have just charged right in. Night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Five, ten. 15, 20. Might have been better to like lure 30. these things out one at a time and take them out Rambo style or something. But coulda, shoulda, woulda. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. So this creature in the bag that you cannot see, Volantre, since you cast the incendiary cloud, just begins walking through the air as if he is rising up some steps. And he gets high enough with his first move to be above the 20-foot tall incendiary cloud. And then he just moves straight across another 30 feet. So he is sitting on top of the cloud, looking down at Hadassah and Volantre. Safi is still invisible. And with that creature, with this big, he's covered in runes. And he almost glows with magic. And he is holding in his right hand a longsword. And he has this magnificent armor that you were describing as samurai-looking thing. And he is huge. He is massive. And he eyeballs the two of you with a predatory stare. He is going to eat both of you alive. Next week. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> it ends here.
Rocks and Rune Lords is a production of Backpatio Network. Rise of the Rune Lords and Pathfinder are trademarked and property of Paizo. This episode of Rocks and Rune Lords is brought to you by Roll20. Be sure to check them out on Roll20.net. Check out our website at BackpatioNetwork.com. If you like this podcast, please rate it five stars, leave a review, spread the word to your friends, or even join our Patreon and you can get early access. If you need to talk to us, join our Discord. The links are on the website to join. As always, thank you very much for listening. This is Casey. You'll have a wonderful night.